0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, November 3rd, 2013. Building a Connection, Hearing God.
1: got to Connection in April 2002. I'd been looking for a new church. We've been going to Cornerstone but really didn't feel like that was a fit for me. Um, I had heard that Connection was, uh, was open in Middletown and it was a contemporary church. So my daughter and I went there and maybe the first or second Sunday of April and it was in the annex then where they used a sheet as the backdrop and the screen and uh, the next Sunday, I asked Sean to go with me there, and we have been a connection ever since.
2: Yeah, we're now disciple members, and I feel like I'm home. And we're not the same family as we were when we entered the doors in 2002. So, uh, we're, of course, we're walking closer to God, and our son is now walking with God. And our daughter-in-law accepted Christ on a women's retreat a couple of years ago. So,
1: Nothing's better than to see your three grandkids you know, coming oh, through the yes. door every Sunday, and the two boys all excited about going to to uh sunday school even though logan's all there for the play-doh part of it but you know it's still a learning time to learn about god
2: uh we've both been on the building team committee and the capital uh, campaign uh, committee and so we've been uh really excited about this for quite some time and to be able to now take this and give back to god what he's already blessed us with it's um It's going to be an amazing journey I think.
1: I've always been excited about building a church on our own property Uh, and we always knew that we would be giving towards this building but as the campaigns come about you know you really sit down and you realize that you're going to be giving sacrificially. Uh, Our mortgage was paid off last month which was really happy news and for two years now we've been planning to take a big trip to Alaska on a cruise and land and basically do it up do it all and um, you know we started praying about it and we really felt led that we shouldn't be going on the trip that we should be uh, giving that that cost money back to Connection Church for the uh, capital campaign as part of our giving uh, and we're excited about that very we,
2: excited yes, yes
1: to be able to have a part in building a church that'll connect more people with Jesus is is very exciting for us, uh, and uh, the room that it will provide, extra meeting rooms, uh, the outreach, possibly, you know, using the kitchen to feed hungry. and it, It's just all the possibilities of a new church is just is just really exciting.
2: We were probably planning maybe spending like you know over fifteen thousand dollars on this trip, and that's a lot of money to spend on a on a vacation. So to be able to take some of that money and make a sacrificial giving to the church it, it's just it's an all it's an awesome thing we, we're, we're excited about it and we're just blessed that we can do it so and we have a lot of faith we believe that god will provide for us jeremiah twenty nine eleven says he's got a plan for us and it is good so we believe that that is the that is the plan
1: yeah, yeah we're a little disappointed we're not gone but to be able to see um, the church come to life and to be able to c- connect more people with jesus is it's much more rewarding than a trip to Alaska, Alaska to think that 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 is really going to come true.
0: We're grateful to Andrea and Sheldon Smith for sharing and being vulnerable um, in their journey as together we try to hear god and discern what god's plan is for each one of our lives regarding uh the building up on 301. well good morning connection church my name is carrie jones
3: i'm alan jones
0: and we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our lord and savior jesus christ would you pray with us please god thank you so much for today uh for an extra hour's sleep Thank you, Lord, that we could be together and praise your name through song and just worship you, come before you, Lord. God, it blows me away to think that you have a message for each one of us, that you can dig into our heads and our hearts just the way uh, we need, and so open us up. Help us be responsive to your whisper in our lives. We pray this in your name. And everybody gathered said, Amen. Amen.
3: And so today we continue building a connection as we're working toward both building a new home for Connection Church up on 301 Route 71, and as we build a deeper connection individually with the God of all creation today our focus is on hearing god so we're going to jump right in this morning and uh, we're going to look at a great story we find in the old testament the first part of the bible it's a story that will help us uh, see how uh, one of god's prophets heard god and um, if you have a bible or a smartphone or an ipad whatever you're going to find the scriptures on uh, turn to first kings chapter 19. A little background the prophet elijah um, is on the run as Jezebel, who is queen of Israel, wants him killed. She and her husband, King Ahab, along with many Israelites, have been worshiping a false god by the name of Baal, B A A L, rather than the God of Israel. And, and Elijah has basically called them out on it. And Elijah has set up a showdown, basically. The God, uh, uh, his God, the God of Israel, uh, against their God, winner take all, okay? And so the sa- challenge is to see which God can call down the fire from heaven and turn some cut up bull meat into a, uh, a burnt offering. It's kind of a funny, funny piece of scripture, as there are 450 prophets on the side of Baal, and just one, Elijah, on God's side, the 450 prophets call on the name of Baal from morning till noon with no avail. That piece of meat just sits there, untu- no fire comes down. They shout, they dance, and still nothing happens. At noon, Elijah starts to taunt them. This is so funny. He says, he's wondering, maybe is your God asleep? Maybe he's sleeping, or maybe he's deep in thought, or maybe he's traveling, or maybe he's busy, Funny thing about busy is many uh, Bible scholars think that's a euphemism for maybe he's busy going to the bathroom. Wow. Uh, I love the Bible. Anyway, they continue to shout and even slash themselves with swords, but to no avail, no response from their God.
0: Well, Elijah calls his people to him to repair the Lord's altar because it had been torn down. And so here's what he does. Uh, They repair the altar and then they dig a big trench around the altar. Then he takes slabs of bull meat and he puts them on these wooden planks. And then three times he takes four jars of water and pours them on the bull meat, on the slabs of the planks of wood. Actually, so it even filled up the trench. So you can imagine there's a lot Of water there because Elijah wanted to show how awesome his God was compared to the Baal gods the uh, little G gods and so then Elijah prays to God and the fire of the Lord comes down burns up the bull meat burns up the planks burns up the dirt and the stone and even all the water in the trench, it just gets licked up by the fire, and <laughs> so it's dry ground. I just think that is the most incredible story, and it's in the Bible, and it's true. <laughs> so then, Elijah, when Elijah's people see this, see the power of God, they like fall on their faces and cry out, and they said, The Lord, He is God. And Elijah then had his people seize the 450 prophets and kill them.
3: Wow, quite a story. Now, Ahab, king of Israel, who's a, a pretty bad guy, tells his wife Jezebel, queen of Israel, who's probably even a worser guy, um, what Elijah has done to their 450 prophets, put them to death. And she has a message for Elijah telling him that her plan is to, within 24 hours, see that he has the same fate that those 450 prophets. In other words, Elijah, she must have been really bad and had a reputation as such because he takes her seriously, he gets very afraid, and he goes on the run, hits the highway. And he comes to a place where he sits down and basically he tells God that he's had enough and he's ready to die. (laughs) Well, he gets some sleep. And he gets some food, which an angel of the Lord provides. And then he travels. He's led to go 40 days and nights until he reaches a place called Mount Horeb, uh, Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. Maybe you've heard of it. And he goes into a cave there, and he spends the night. And then Scripture tells us this. It says, And the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah.
0: So that's a good question. And um, I just kind of heard a whisper from God, so I have to go with it. Have you ever been on the run and you've been at the end of your rope (laughs) and you've even been to the point where you don't want to live anymore? You don't have to raise your hand on this one. I know that there are people in here right now who feel like that. That is not God's plan for your life. God loves you so much and wants to whisper sounds of love and grace Mm -hmm. and mercy into you. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the whispers of God. And you're not alone, because in the Bible, we hear, we see this story of a man of God, prophet, that God used, and that's where he was. And God took him out of that and showed him what God wanted for his life, and he says, what are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here? What's your purpose? And that's what God says to us. What is your purpose? Because God does have a purpose for every single person in here. God made you, God created you, and God doesn't make junk. Mm. So Mm. what are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here? I'm just gonna like say this on people that don't care if I use their names. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you doing here, um, Steve? What are you doing here, Lori? What are you doing here, Connie? What are you doing here, um, Dot? What are you doing here? God has a plan for every single one of us here.
3: Mm. What are you doing here, Elijah? And, and I love Elijah's response. Uh, he says, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. Uh, the Israelites have rejected your covenant, tore down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left. And now they're trying to kill me too. Uh, he's, he's wondering what's going on here.
0: So just because we're doing the Lord's work, just because we step out in faith, just because we're faithful and zealous for the Lord doesn't make it easy. <coughs> it still means that we're challenged. We absolutely are challenged whenever we're doing kingdom work. In fact, when we're called to do kingdom work, sometimes it seems all but what we're supposed to do, because it gets really hard. Is
3: there an amen to that from anybody in the house? Yeah.
0: You know, perhaps it's that when we get closer to God, we get farther from Satan, and Satan just works a little bit harder to mess with us, and to tell us lies, and to derail us, and to just obliterate our lives, because that's Satan's plan. Or... I um, prefer to think about this one. Uh, The closer we get to God, the more God gives us character-building opportunities. (laughs) Yeah. Character-building opportunities where we really have to lean in. I just like say, okay, this is one of those. All right, thank you. God never, ever promises that it's going to be easy when we're a Christ follower. But God does promise blessing it's never easy but there's blessing and the blessing comes after we've stepped out in faith after
3: we've been obedient and then we get blessed so the lord said to elijah go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the lord for the lord is about to pass by Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After a wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Throughout
0: scripture, we do see God (coughs) speaking to God's people in loud and even powerful ways just a couple of examples. We see in Exodus 3, we meet Moses and Moses comes upon a burning bush and it's God's voice comes out of the bush, but the bush is not consumed. See, God's calling Moses to lead God's people, to save God's people from the hand of Pharaoh. Incredible voice from this bush or we see this in Exodus 14 where there's Moses and they're you know running from the Egyptians and they get to the Red Sea and they're like oh no what do we do now that's my paraphrase but so then they <laughs> they get there and you know they feel like they're going to die And so Moses raises his staff, and there's a strong and powerful wind of the Lord, and some of you know what happens. That Red Sea is just parted. Can you just imagine? Is that more
3: of you in there? That's
0: that's me again. And I'm just really excited today to be here, by the way. Anyway, (laughs) so the Israelites, they like cross over, and then they're, and it comes over the Egyptians. (laughs) This is truth. This is in the Bible. You need to read your Bible. There's great stories about all this. And so the Lord parted the Red Sea, and they went to dry ground. Know, God's people were saved. Awesome. Now, here's another really good one. Matthew 28, verse 2.
3: I want to hear this one. <laughs>
0: well, I have to get serious, actually. So Jesus is dead and in the tomb. and there's a mighty earthquake. And the mighty earthquake comes, and an angel from heaven comes, and that stone is just rolled away from the tomb, and there's Jesus. That is incredible. Do you see how God speaks through power and through the wind, and in all different ways? I just love the stories of the scripture. Um, So, I was That's waiting it. for the
3: earthquake sound I effect, I, I can't. When we I'm, get to Jesus, I have
0: to get like a little more serious. All right. All
3: right. You know, wind, earthquake, fire, it's not unusual for God to speak in those kind of big and powerful ways, right? In fact, we kind of expect that. We expect God to speak in these big ways, but we see that in Scripture. We picked out just three. There's many more examples of that. What we don't expect is what Elijah got, and that's for God to speak in a whisper. And yet it seems God more often speaks in whispers than in those big and powerful ways. At least that's how it's been for us. Uh, You know, when I consider how God has spoken in my life over the years, I, I have yet to get the fire or the wind or the earthquake I've gotten a lot of whispers. They were, they were not necessarily audible. Sometimes they're whispers more in, in the gut, or I get an electrical thing in my spinal column, something like, but they're whispers just the same. God coming, communicating, letting me know His will, His direction, His plan for my life, not in that big booming voice that, for some strange reason, I always think God has this deep, powerful voice, but it comes in a gentle if i'm not careful i might not i might even miss it whisper yeah how about you how about you
0: so probably the most frequent question we get from people who we talk to here at connection is how do i hear how do i know it's really Hard sometimes. And so it is a challenge. Am I hearing God's whisper? First of all, it's tough to hear the whisper when we operate in such a noisy environment. It's tough to hear the whisper sometimes for me when I, you know, listen to the radio or, you know, we have iPods, the TV's on. There's so much noise. And, you know, God can do anything, but God really wants us to settle and to be quiet and to pray so that we can, in fact, hear the whispers. That's why prayer, that relationship, that communication, which is two-way, is so important. Not only for God to hear our heart, but for us to hear God's heart.
3: The second greatest challenge we think when it comes to hearing whispers is to be able to, to verify them, to know that they are truly from God. Because, you know, the evil woman would love to disguise and make you think that, uh, that what you're hearing is God when it's not. And uh, so, uh, you yeah, know, things come into our head all the time, promptings, uh, ideas, possibilities. Is there a way to know that they are from God? You know, since we don't always see the big picture, sometimes these, these whispers might seem kind of a challenge for us, especially if they're kind of outside of our normal comfort zone. And, and Satan would like nothing more than to mislead us through whispers that are anything but, but um, God-inspired. So then the question is, how can I kind of... Let's say rather, for no better word, test. How can I test these things, these whispers to know they're of God?
0: There's a great book, it's called The Power of a Whisper and it's by a uh, pastor and author, Bill Hybels. He's the pastor of Willow Creek Church. And he wrote this book um, to describe some of the nudges that he's experienced and how God has helped him through these whispers make decisions in his life or to lead his church, or during times of deep despair, these whispers that have carried him through. And so he's developed this set of five questions or filters that might help us hear the whispers, the promptings as well, knowing, trying to discern if they're heaven-sent or like out of her own head.
3: Now, if you're doing the four-week Bible study, this is kind of a reiteration of what you've covered. There. And that's good, because it never hurts to go over it again. If you're not, then this is new, and it was important for you to have this. All of you, please turn in your program to the place where it says notes inside the front cover. Take a pen out of the seat and right in front of you there, please. And if you don't have these noted already, there's an opportunity to write down these five things, because they're going to be very important. OK. Number one, first, is it from God? Well, actually, that's what all five of are. Is it from God? That's what we're trying to discern. But here's what we mean by this. Is it from God? In other words, from everything I know about God, from what I've read, from my personal experience, from the experience of others who've shared it with me, uh, whatever it is, does the whisper I'm hearing coincide with the God who I've come to know? Or is this nudge I'm getting completely out of character for God, because you know, God is very consistent. They say He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. His character does not change. If what I'm hearing is totally out of character for the God that I've come to know, then I need to look at this thing a little more carefully, pray a little harder, examine it closer, because there seems to be a disconnect.
0: So the second one is, is it scriptural? We learn the character of God, we learn about who God is in this book. If we don't open the book, then it's really tough to discern, to know who God is. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. God's character is consistent, and we can read about God and what God did for each one of us in this book. Now, that's not to say that God won't surprise us, because God is a God of surprises, but God's character does not change. And so, is it scriptural is the next question to ask. Mm.
3: Number three, is it wise? Now, this is a real challenge because wise in terms of earthly wise is a little different than godly wise. You know, true wisdom uh, would seek God's direction. And so, uh, at times what God calls us to may at first seem a little bit uh, uh, not necessarily the wise thing to do. Let me give you an example. When I first called into ministry, Carrie was already in seminary. I'm being called to seminary. We've got four kids. Our paychecks are dough. People, I'm sure a lot of people are going, is that really wise, Alan? They didn't say it to me, but I'm sure they're going, Boy, I that did. sounds goofy. I did. I don't think you used the word wise, but we won't get into that today. No, we won't. Um, um, <laughs> But the thing is, for us, we come to find God used that experience as an opportunity for us to totally, absolutely, totally depend on God to know that our only means of survival was going to come through God and not ourselves. And so this wise thing, is, it's, it's tough, uh, especially at first glance. And so this, this, is it wise, may require a lot of thought and prayer to really discern, is this the wise thing to do?
0: So, number four, is it in tune with my character with my wiring now this is really tough too because god does call us out of our comfort zones god calls us to do things that really take god power not our own power and so you know god wants to use us for god's purpose and plan thinking about Moses, you know, he didn't think he was wired to go to Pharaoh, and he's like, no way, no way, and so God's, uh, he also had a speech impediment, so he used that as his, as his excuse, and God said, not good excuse. I'm going to use your brother Aaron as the mouthpiece for you. You see, God was more interested in Moses' character. God was more interested in Moses' wiring as a leader. And so God, yes, did take Moses out of his comfort zone because he had good wiring and good character to fulfill the purposes of God. So when it comes to this filter, we really need to seek what it is about our wiring
3: that God wants to use. Finally, number five, what do trusted friends think? And I'm not just trusted friends. What do trusted God-centered, Christ-centered friends think? Because God God often speaks to us through those around us, those uh, Christ followers who are close to us. Often they see uh, what God has in mind for us long before we do. When I was feeling called again into ministry, I shared it with some family members and my younger sister said, well, I've been expecting this since we were kids. Carrie's sister said, what took you so long? When I shared with Carrie's dad and his wife that I was thinking of a career change before I told them what, they told me they thought it was going to be ministry, okay? So um, they helped me to realize what I was, feeling, this whisper, this nudge, whatever you want to call it, was in fact, that helped me to realize that that was a call from God, that it was God whispering to me and not my own imagination there.
0: So we've given you um, these five questions or filters to help discern God's voice, and it's important when you're trying to hear that whisper to take all five of these together, because if you pull out any one, you might be misled. Well, with the exception of scripture, because that's always right. But anyway, is it wise, for example, you know, if you just take that and you don't take all the others, you are probably going to be misled in some way. So this is actually a really cool package of to help each one of us with perhaps one of the greatest questions that any of us have. How do I know that it's you, God, whispering into my life? Now, here's the thing. Being faithful and responding to God, it doesn't mean making quick, rational, and foolish decisions. Like for me, I would add another one, time, a little bit. It takes time to work through these
3: Hearing God whisper is very important for each of us, both short-term and long-term. Long-term, God will be giving us nudges for the rest of our lives. It's important to be able to hear and to respond to those nudges as we get ever closer to God and the faith-filled life that he calls us to.
0: So that's long-term. In the short-term, like for the next two or three weeks, we're in this Future is Now campaign. And it's time to lean into these whispers. What is God whispering? How is God calling you to be a part of the 30171 building that's going to equip more people and to reach more people for Christ? Use these five filters. Use these five filters to help discern. Uh, we shared about how God used, um, talked to each one of us and then brought us together. Last week, if you missed that message, go on um, ConnectionCC.org and listen to the podcast, and you can hear the struggle that we've gone through. It's really hard, especially when you're trying to discern uh, this important thing about, you know, sacrificial giving and you're not by yourself, like you've got a spouse or a significant other, other people in your family and you've got to work through this because you might hear this whisper and somebody else might not be hearing one. And so that's time to even lean more, lean more into a discerning God's whisper so that we can all be connected to Jesus and the life that he offers.
3: Mm. When we left off the scripture, God had just asked Elijah for a second time what Elijah was doing there. And Elijah repeated what he'd said before, that he'd been very zealous for the Lord, that the Israelites had rejected God's covenant, God's promise, that they'd torn down God's altars and put God's prophets to death with the sword. And Elijah told the Lord he was the only one left and now they were trying to kill him as well. And the Lord God made it clear to Elijah that he, God, had everything under control. He gave Elijah specific traveling instructions and and directions for anointing certain people to be kings over certain areas to make it happen like God had it planned to happen. And God also assured Elijah that Elijah was not alone that God had on reserve 7,000 faithful followers back in Israel who had not bowed down and worshipped the God of Baal. He was not alone. And so we would ask all of you to be tuned
0: in. Listen for God's whisper. Read your Bible. Use these five filters to determine, not only in the next couple weeks, but for the rest of your life, You know, this big question that we all have, how do I know it's God? Here's the really cool thing. When we're part of a body of faith, when we're part of a church family, we're not alone in this because other people are listening to God's whispers too. And that's what binds us together as a community, as a family, so that we can have the courage and the boldness to respond when God whispers in our lives. Amen? Amen.
3: Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.